D-O-P-P, the greatest podcast in the galaxy. The greatest is back at it again. I'm trying to stitch together a shared story between a gorilla and another person who was recently on my pod. So I went over to talk to him. But as usual, there's so much value in a lot of the other things that we're talking about that I decided, you know what, let me also cut this up and share this with you. The conversation's a little bit broken because we are hopping from place to place. But this particular conversation is about jujitsu and how the gorilla does jujitsu and how much it benefits him in his life. I started the recording off a little bit later. So that's why it seems like all of a sudden we're already in the conversation. But this first conversation is about a guy that started at the same time as the gorilla in jiu-jitsu class and how this guy is being progressing and progressing and is basically ahead of him and how he's had to deal with it and come to terms with it and how he deals with it. So it doesn't fucking matter. It's true. You know. It's true. But, um, no, this cat is just so, he just, he's gotten so much better in such a short time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he's progressed so much that, um, he just, he's doing newer things. And I feel like I'm sharpening my tools that I've already had. I gotcha. And he knows all my tricks. And so, um, it's just, it's tough to deal with because my mentality after jujitsu is when I get really destroyed by someone like that, where it's, it's technical because now you're outsmarting someone. I focus on the negative. Like I literally, dude, I, I, I rolled with another two stripe blue belt last night and, and he's from Costa Rica. You know what I'm saying? Like he's a tough bastard, bro. He's like 200 pounds of muscle. He's 25 years old. I murked him. <laughs> I baseball choked him. I arm barred him. I comored him. I literally looked like I was fucking like a flying Dom DeLuise, you know? <laughs> But this one cat, I, I just couldn't take out. And so I came home last night, and I started to, like, I mean, I was, like, in the locker room, like, last guy, like, just, like, head down. Wow. And, like, Milton comes in. He's like, what's up, man? I was like, I just can't, like, understand why, you know, when I'm passing your guard, you keep taking my back. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Everyone else I can do it to. I can't do it to you. And he was like, look, man, you know, you're putting your weight this way, and I shifted this way, you know, and he's, he normally doesn't do that, but he was like, we're friends, so he was telling me, and he was just like, you know, in his head, he was like, bro, don't let this get you down, this is nothing, you know what I'm saying? He comes from an immigrant family, from like, you know, El Salvador, they walked here, you know, Damn. you know, and he like really, like he's a, a DACA. Um, one of the dreamers, you know, like he's a, 
You don't know what like, yeah. the DACA Never kids are? It's like Obama had the, put into effect that if you are a child of an immigrant, you're pro- you can't get your citizenship, but you're protected under these laws. I gotcha. And you have, you know, I guess sovereignty under American law, but you're not a citizen. So he he can't travel out of the country because of Trump, and if he's worried that if he comes, so he's got all the like he's had a run at yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and so he's like, bro. Minor this ain't shit. shit. Minor shit. You didn't walk through a swamp right. and have to eat fucking berries off a bush. And you're choosing to do it, too. It's not like <clears throat> you were forced to do it. This is something you... This is like recreation, in a sense. It's my hobby. Yeah. But it's my therapy. Yeah. And so what I recognized, like, wholeheartedly last night was, like, I had this, like, whole epiphany about myself and how I look at life and how I absorb the negative. I'm so conscious of what's bad. I'm so conscious of like what goes wrong. It's what made me such a great carpenter. It's what made me such a great drummer. It's what's made me such a shitty human being in normal life. So like all these things that like I've utilized to like help me in my occupation and in my creative life, that obsessive mindset of consistently looking at the negative and switching it to how to criticize myself and how to get better from that negative and then looking again under the microscope at the negative really made me an awesome drummer, you know? Yeah. It really made me an awesome teacher, someone who can, like, analyze what someone's doing in front of me, and I can be like, well, you're doing this wrong. But in regular life with myself, to consistently tell yourself you're wrong, to consistently tell yourself that, you're not worthy. Self-destruction. Headed yeah, for self-destruction. Yeah, we have the same thing. Yeah. Same exact thing. Yeah. I was reading an article about that, about violin players, and why is it that some violin players can excel so much more than other violin players? And that's the main thing, is that the great violinists will focus on the tough, uh, the very difficult like hand movements, the very difficult parts, and just do that over and over and over. Whereas someone that's not as good will work on scales, work on easy parts of the song and stuff. So that's really where you separate yourself. It's right. like going back to the error, going back to that what sucks and refining it, making it better, refining it. Makes you a good carpenter. Makes you, you know. It makes me decent at jujitsu as well. It's not that like I'm not good at jujitsu for mm-hmm. a fucking 43 year old fucking pain ridden negative douchebag so it's just about if if we tie this to carpentry then in the end you probably are great with like 
um, I don't know so many tools, but like a Dremel and a chisel and a hammer, and you just need more tools to be great at. You just need to add more tools to your. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, I I disagree. Ah. I feel like it needs to be shaved even tighter. Those things that you are growing. I gotta switch the way that I look at using the tools. That's what I gotta do. Like instead of being like I need more tools, I gotta be like okay, I used this tool and it didn't go the way that I wanted it to, but it's not as bad as I thought it really was. Because it's perception and attitude, truthfully. Right. When you use that tool to try and affect something, whether it's physically doing it or mentally doing it, it's how you look at it. Like, I've realized, like, I've... I've been doing crown molding in a house for two weeks and I'm doing all the crown molding. And one day I obsess about all these little things and it takes up hours of my time, right? And then the next day I'm like, dude, you can't obsess about these things. You'll fix them later. It's going to look just as good. And then I don't obsess about those things and I do that room of crown molding and then at the end of the job, when I look at both rooms, they both look exactly the same. They both look exactly the same. So your, your wasted energy of six more hours on this other room was wasted with a negative outlook. So taking those tools and getting more tools is only going to confuse me. But utilizing my tools with a different outlook uh, about how I'm going to use them and 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 with what attitude i'm going to utilize when i use them is what i need to change okay so can you bring that back to jujitsu like if you are yeah. doing it the right way how are you doing it different than you did yesterday or if you're approaching it the right way i don't think i'm even approaching it the right way to be honest with yeah. you you know what i'm saying i think my i think yeah i have to just I have to go – I can't go into – like I look at jiu-jitsu sometimes like I'm 17 years old and I'm getting into a fight. And truthfully, that's not what jiu-jitsu is, although it can be. But that's not the attitude you want to have when you're going into a role. You want to be relaxed. You want to like have a game plan. Right. I'm going to do this, 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 and this. You can't approach it like, you tap me out, bro. I'm going to fuck you up. You know? Like, that shit. Yeah. Like, I did that shit last night, and he was like, calm as can be. I'm going to keep tapping you out, angry man. And so, yeah, I just have to, like, like, it's the most humbling thing you can do is to face another man physically and have them dominate, dominate you. Yeah. And you have no choice but to say, please stop. And so sometimes you're the hammer, sometimes you're the nail. I really like being the hammer. Right. I'm not good at being the nail. But uh, so many lessons come in being the nail, though. So many lessons. Yeah. It's actually where you learn. Yeah, exactly. It's oh, like 90% of your learning. You, you, you don't learn from a win. Yeah. You only learn from a loss. Mm -hmm. Like one of my coaches always says this. He says, you're either winning or learning. <laughs> That's it. 
There are, there's a few things, like, in terms of winning, there's a right way to win, so you learn that as well, like, that's the one good thing about winning is, don't, for example, my son is playing soccer, and he's like, there's two tiers, he's in the lower tier, and we're playing this team, Wachung Hills, three, a month ago, before the game starts. The parents. Let's go watch them. Let's go watch them. I'm like, oh, I looked at the guy next to me. I was like, this is going to be a long game. Score is 0-0. Game starts. 10 seconds in. 1-0. They score. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 Halftime. It's right before half. There's like two minutes left. 5-0. So they just scored. Oh, watch them. 5-0. So you know, like, at half, if it's 5-0, clearly there's a difference in skill between the two teams, right? By then, luckily, I had to take my daughter to, to go dance, so I, I had to leave. But I said to myself, we're not playing this team anymore. Like, if he has, he's scheduled to play them, I'm not going to put him in front of that. Because in the end, it's good to learn the lessons of, like, winning and losing, but there's also a right way to win and a right way to lose. So maybe that's the one. My point is, like... That's the one lesson you learn from winning is there are there's a humane and a right way to win, you know. Agreed. And especially I, when it comes to little kids. <clears throat> oh, mm-hmm. uh, everyone, adults are just children that are older. Right. Straight up. Yes. There's nothing. I mean, to your point, they're sitting there screaming, "Let's go watch them." How old's your son? Yeah, they're eight years eight, old. You know, it's like you don't need to be that intense, and you don't need to teach them that winning is everything. I think. I think the best thing you can teach your son is how to lose gracefully, mm-hmm. not win with aggression and be conceited about it. Right. Us as Americans, we consistently think to ourselves that like, and we're programmed to consistently get better and that we have to win all the time. And then we freak the fuck out when we lose. Like, look at me. I'm angry all night, bro. I didn't go to sleep till 3.30 oh, in the morning. Oh, my God. It bothered me all night. Wow. I had to, like, I had to go out in the parking lot and talk to him and his brother for, like, an hour. <laughs> <clears throat> but But these are the things that I didn't learn as a kid. Right. I didn't understand gracefully losing. Like when I would play basketball, I would play yeah. so hard. Mm-hmm. Life you know? and death. Life and death. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. Anyway, it's um. At forty three, it's a very very genuine lesson to learn. And anyone who deals with any type of rage or any type of anxieties or depression or any mental illness. Jiu-Jitsu will just fucking kick it right out of you. <laughs> it really will. It's amazing. It really will. Yeah. It just, because it metaphysically teaches you how to deal with those issues. You know, like when a guy's trying to arm bar you and his leg is over your face and you can't breathe and you're holding your elbow and he's slowly yanking your arm <laughs> this way. And 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 you're like, I'm gonna die. Yes. 
you you metaphysically go through this change in your brain of like learning to submit also learning to never give up yes you know yeah <clears throat> or waiting a little bit longer to give up like having a little bit more freeway yeah. giving yourself a little bit more freeway yeah. not being afraid like knowing like oh okay my arm won't get broken if we let this go a little bit more from experience <laughs> totally yeah. or the other way of tap soon i may be getting my arm broken <laughs> yo this black belt got his finger broken last night bro that's the oh one thing that bothers God, me about jujitsu yo his finger was like this oh, and he was like bro try to pop it back and we were trying to pop it it was not going back in. Pain tolerance was amazing. Oh, oh my god! I bro, he was like, he was like, he was, he was like, you holding could tell. it together. Yeah. He was holding it together, and he was like, he was like, should I look at it? And I was like, don't look at it. <laughs> I mean, bro, I'm dead serious. His uh -huh. ring finger was ninety degree. Angle. It was like this. Ooh, it was for real, like that. Seventy degrees. Yikes! And it was under this. Oh, he went to the hospital. They tried to pop it back 12 times. They couldn't. I, I'm waiting to hear. I think he had to get surgery. Whoa. Yeah. How? Bro, jujitsu is so... Just last night, I got kneed in my chin. I got elbowed in the side of my head here. Like, you're just... You know what I'm saying? I got my elbow fucking cranked. I got... I had a white belt fucking punch me in my neck. <laughs> I love it. I mean, you're going... This is jiu-jitsu, right? We're not punching? Wait, are we punching or we're not punching? It's just guys have... Are, when you're a white belt, you're a spaz. spaz. Yeah. You're a spaz. Yeah. You think aggression is going to get it done. Even at a blue belt level, sometimes, yeah. I spaz out, you know? <sighs> it's crazy, bro. It's I love not... it. I love it. It's crazy, bro. I love it. <laughs> I think there's like only, I think it's one of two things. You either, you either, like no assholes ever last in jujitsu. Oh, sure. Unless you're at a school of assholes. Mm. And the owner and teacher and sensei like is an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Karate like if it's systemic from the top down, then you, you'll have a bunch of assholes. But... We've gone to schools like that, and we wipe the floor with guys like that. Because mm. you could be an asshole all you want, be overly aggressive. If you're like concentrating on your aggression and not your technique, bye bye. Yeah, no doubt. Because like you got a guy who's like just been drilling and drilling and drilling and training and drilling, and you guys are worried about like how to like choke someone out the best way. Position before submission, man. That's right. You know, like, get to that position and then fucking mm. crush the guy. Mm. I do love it. It's, it's, uh, it's changed me, man. It's, it's made me, uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's made me a more gentle person, but it's, uh. Definitely calmer. A hundred percent. Yeah. 3x calmer <laughs> maybe, i mean maybe more than maybe that. more maybe, maybe more. more than that i mean part of it is also age we're definitely you know compare us to when we we're in columbia high school you know i hear you but i i feel like i have so much teenage angst i've never gotten rid of it yeah 
I feel like if I never started doing jujitsu, I I probably would be in jail. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So we took a little break, a little interlude. I got the shared story. And then at the end of our conversation, we actually went back to jujitsu. And in this part, he's talking about how in his classes, after a session is over, they ask people to come up and share what they're thankful for that day. And uh, it helps me in my regular life, you know. And so, like, no, no one clapped, right? And so I was like, and so he's like, everyone stand up, let's bow. I was like, excuse me, Jimmy, one second. I was like, guys, I can't get an applause for that, right? <laughs> and so, like, everyone starts clapping, right? And, uh, and, and, like, my boy Marco was like, damn, he's so sensitive for such a big guy, right? And so, like, after the class, like, three or four guys came up to me. And they were like, and I had talked about, like, how it helps me with my mental issues and, like, how it's therapy for me. Yeah. Three or four guys came up to me and was like, you know what, man? One guy in particular, he's a doctor. Which I didn't know he was a doctor. He's so tough. I would never have thought he was a doctor. He's a fucking vascular surgeon. Oh, my God. And he's so good. But it makes sense because he's yeah. so intelligent. Yeah. But he's so aggressive, you know. He comes up to me. But he's very quiet. He doesn't talk. Doesn't talk. Comes up to me and it's like, man, everything you said made me realize like what I'm grateful for. And he's like, I really appreciate you saying what you said tonight because I wish I could say that out loud. Wow. And then Jimmy Harbison, the the fucking Killer. God. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you God. Ghost ghost face. <laughs> you should just come tonight at eight o'clock and just watch. Just to see the Yoda. Oh He's God. outrageous. Um, he texted me. Yep. And he was like, he came up to me and he thanked me for saying it. And then later on, he texted me. And he was like, he's like, you know what, man? I always think that like we're supposed to be getting our submissions in. That's how I teach. Like, get your submissions in. You know, practice your submissions. Go after the guy. And he's like, you really put me in gratitude tonight, realizing how much jujitsu does for you mentally. Yes. And I was like, word. So, yeah, there's like a whole other side for me of jujitsu. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, yeah. like it's I have a whole different concept of what it is and what it does for me. And maybe that's why some nights I get so murdered. And also some nights I murder people mm. because of the mental aspects of it and what it teaches me about yeah. myself you know yeah you know because it's kill or be killed and sometimes you don't feel like killing somebody oh I because see. of how you feel about yourself i see you know I, like i don't have the self-esteem i was never taught to like i got you feel that way naturally i had to get angry to do that mm -hmm. but jujitsu you have to have like a genuine confidence yes. about yourself yes. to kill somebody 
I mean, any sport. I mean, it's a, it's at another level with jujitsu. But yeah, the same no, things it's you're just talking like about, tennis. The same I said it last about. night. Yeah. I was like, you know, the great thing about jujitsu is it's it's you only. I said, right? It's like tennis. Tennis, right? golf. I said this. That's I was it. like, you don't have anyone else to blame. It's not a team sport. That's right. And that's the worst thing about the sport. That's too. what my teacher said. Yeah. He's like, that's the worst thing about it too, is that you have only yourself to blame. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So it has a a deeper meaning for me, like, mm-hmm. and and it it really, I don't know. I'd like to sit down and we could extend like a conversation about jujitsu. Maybe get Schmieder in on it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. How long has he been? Who's he trained with? He trains Gracie? I don't know. He started at a place right by. He works for um, Ray Dalio. Ray Dalio is like this investor guy, hedge fund guy out in Connecticut. Um, So he works over there. Oh, he trains in Connecticut? Yeah, by his uh, work. He's like 15, 20 minutes. He he works in Connecticut? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, fucking G knows like the God in fucking Connecticut, bro. Oh, that trainer dude? That Mark Sloan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like G's boy. Ah, okay. He should hook him up. Okay. He trains with like Gary Tonin and George St. Pierre. For real, for real. Whoa. Like, I mean, he is the god. Wow. Okay. Yeah, he's the goat. I got to text like, him. Yeah, I, I can. He was like you. He had some issues with like, uh, from jujitsu with like rotator cuff or elbow, something where he needed surgery. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's just always injured. Always and, injured, uh, bro. You're I think he's the same injured. as you. He maybe started like uh, a couple of years before you, but I think he's a blue belt. I don't know how much he does it now. He has two kids that are a little older than mine, so. You may not have the time that he used to, but it's not for a if while. you're gonna get injured, it's when you're gonna get injured. Yep. It's like being a crab fisherman. <laughs> like it's ninety nine like I was gonna go to Alaska when I was eighteen years old and work on a crab boat oh and God. I sent away I spent fifty dollars. They sent me this like Bible of different boats that you could like apply to. Yeah. It's really it was a scam. But it was the most dangerous job at the time. And the first page in the book, it lists all the injuries that happened, right? And it was like a 98% injury rate. Oh, yeah. And the first 20 injuries were hand injuries. No, no, no. And I was like trying to be a professional drummer. Exactly. I I am not going to be on a crab boat. Fuck that. (laughs) I don't know, man. It's it's hard to watch people get injured, and it's hard to get injured. But I have to say that, like, the mental stability that it brings me, unfortunately, through physical competition. Yeah, far outweighs. It just far outweighs me destroying my body. Mm -hmm. Because what I realize is, like, I can't get mental stability elsewhere. It, it, I'm not able to do it with my mind. Mm. And because I have so much anxiety, I have to physically drag it out of me. That's crazy. Like I feel like the only way to like affect someone that has true depression and true anxiety is to work it out of them. Like, I bet you in the medieval times, they took a guy like me, and they were like, yo, go fucking, like, 
Go rake that whole field, dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Rake that field until you can't get angry anymore. Like, you know, like that was part of carpentry for me. Yeah, part of carpentry yeah. for me. Hammer the anxiety out of me. Oh, my God. I would come home. Like, Rachel would be like, you're really exhausted, you know? And I'd be like, yeah, I'm fucking done. Like, I tore that. Yeah. Gosh. For you. Ceiling. Ceiling spackle. For that's years. why nobody can mess with your shoulders. Actually, that's why people can pop my <laughs> shoulders. They just don't know it. Exactly. I try to hide that. Oh my god. Yeah, my shoulders are super strong. Yeah. But boy, if you get them in a, a shoulder lock, I'm like, oh, fucking tapping in ten seconds, bro. Ten seconds. Oh. Uh, so no you doubt. wanna? Yeah, yeah, you, no, you let's know go what? get some food. Yeah, where do you wanna go? Wherever you choose.